0: I was looking in Square, just trying to get some donation information um, in Square because we were having people use Square to make donations via our website. And I clicked on someone's name and all of a sudden, all of this information popped up on them. And I was like, what is this? And I Googled and found out that Square had a, it's called the customer database, and it can be used as a CRM. It's been fantastic.
1: This podcast is all about digging in and going digital. I'll share my marketing know-how and business experience from almost 20 years of misadventures. I'll be your backup dancer so you can stop doubting and get moving towards marketing with purpose. Hello and welcome to Nonprofit Marketing with Purpose. My name is Monica Pitts and I'm your host and the lucky lady who gets to interview our guest today. Now, before we jump into the interview, I have a favor to ask. Will you review this podcast wherever you're listening, whether it's on Spotify or Amazon Music or iTunes? See, our goal is to help more nonprofits just like you have less stressful and more successful marketing so that they can do more of their good work and make our world a better place. But I can't help them until I meet them. And so your review can actually help me change that. When you leave a review, it helps this podcast show up when people are looking for answers to the problems that the podcast is meant to help them solve. So if you are a nonprofit Marketing with Purpose fan already and you haven't reviewed the podcast, or if this is your first time and you learn a thing or two, leave a review so we can connect with more awesome nonprofits just like you. Thank you so much in advance. Now let's get to business. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Nonprofit Marketing with Purpose. My name is Monica Pitts, and I had the pleasure of a special guest today. I get to interview Enola Rianne White, and she is actually, she's been on the podcast before. Last time we were talking about fundraisers, wasn't it? It Mm -hmm. was Trivia Night. Yes. how to run an online trivia night, which was enlightening in like the brink of COVID. (laughs) Um, And also one of my staff members, Elizabeth, works closely with you um, to promote and operate the nonprofit that you're a part of. Why don't you introduce yourself and, and let us know like all about your nonprofit?
0: Yeah. So like Monica said, my name is Enola Rianne White. Um, I am the executive director at Columbia Entertainment Company. And CEC, as we're known as, we are a local nonprofit community theater. We've been producing shows since 1979. And we're about to wrap up our um, 43rd season with the producers, which opens in June, on June 9th, to be exact. And speaking of trivia, we're actually pivoting to on uh, in person trivia from online trivia after 2 years and our trivia night is actually on Saturday May 7th um, so we're going to see how uh, how this uh, in person thing works uh, after doing it online for 2 years see if we can Has
1: it felt like Okay, shifting back to in person. I don't mean like necessarily from a health standpoint, but like from a processing standpoint. Like you got used to doing yeah. it one way, and now you're going back to the other way. Does it feel kind of rusty, it's or are you just super a bike?
0: weird because like, <laughs> the things that you used to do automatic and were super automated for you are now like I forgot to tell the um, where it's being held at Baroque, and they sent me an email, and they're like, "How many tables do you want?" Oh, yeah. I have to tell you how many tables. You just don't. I can't believe I forgot that. And so it's just like little things like that that are kind of crucial and critical to to the event that you just don't consider anymore because it was just automatically part of the process previously.
1: Well, good luck on your fundraiser. I hope it's awesome. Thank you. (laughs) Um, So I invited Enola with us today because. We are talking about ways that people manage their donors. And a lot of the people that I have interviewed have used like a system, like an actual system that you subscribe to. And I feel like you guys are an amazing example of an organization that's working with what you have. You're not paying additional fees for another system and you're making this system work for you and the system that you guys are using to manage your donors is square. So I'm excited to pick your brain about how you do that. So that way people who are in your shoes and maybe not quite ready to mm-hmm. invest in something like little green light or, um, network for good to, you know, maybe take the next step. Maybe, right. you know, I mean, maybe not do everything in a spreadsheet
0: manually. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Um, So before I start asking you all these questions, I do have to give a shout out and a thank you to Casey Hammock with Partner for Better for, for the questions that I'm going to ask you, because I do not actually do consulting to help nonprofits find the perfect donor management system. I am just responsible for integrating it with their websites and other softwares. I I make things talk to one another, but that's not what I do. And so thank you so much, Casey, for these questions. Um, She is a conspirator for good. That's her job title, which I think is really fun. And she's a wizard writing, especially grant writing. And she does process and system consulting so that way organizations can build their capacity and do more good. And so this is something that she does. And so she like hooked me up with these questions. Um, so who first I want to ask you, like, how did you even figure out that you can use square to be like a CRM or a donor management system for you? Because it, to me, like, I don't know that I would have connected the two.
0: So the pandemic taught us a lot of different things, taught us how to make ourselves look like humans on zoom, taught us how to talk to another human, uh, via a camera and, also taught me how to use Square as a CRM. Um, (laughs) We we actually had purchased a Square register because we were converting our ticketing system and we wanted to have a way for folks to buy tickets um, on site at the theater and we wanted to have a physical register. So we went through that process um, with them and switched plan was to switch to an, a square ticketing system, not to switch to Square as a CRM um, management program. But uh, it worked out well because that happened in September of 2019. It, our first show that happened with that was Dream Girls. Um, and then you know the last show that happened uh, was Legally Blonde in March of 2020. And In probably about June or July, um, I was looking in Square, just trying to track data and get some donation information um, in Square because we were having people use Square to make donations via our website. And I clicked on someone's name and all of a sudden all of this information Popped up on them, and I was like, "What is this?" And then I started Googling because you know Google is um, our our science lab <laughs> at the moment. And I Googled and found out that Square had a it's called the customer database, and it can be used as a CRM um, for small organizations. And it's it's been fantastic for us because our budget is less than hundred thousand dollars every year, so we're not a huge organization. We do a lot with with a little. We're small but mighty, uh, but we, we like you said, we don't have the capacity to use a paid service at the at this point, we don't have a need for it. And so Square is good at capturing our donor information. We can also use it to capture volunteer information as well. And we can track their history and their interactions with um, CEC.
1: And for those of you who are listening, um, Enola and I keep saying CRM, and that's like a client relationship management, Mm -hmm. like client, something along those lines. Basically, it's a system that allows you to track information about people and your interactions with them. So acronyms are tough. Like, do you know what are they? Right. I don't even know. (laughs) Um, So it sounds like this is like the first system that you've used for that purpose for your organization.
0: Is that true? Yeah, it is. Um, Before then, kind of what you were alluding to earlier, we had like four different people tracking things and 30 different Excel spreadsheets. And that wasn't useful. Wasn't a really good way to actually figure out who who made a recurring donation. Um, So Square has been very, very helpful.
1: And I mean, for those of you who are using three different Excel spreadsheets, at the very least, you could like combine them into one Google sheet. So that way everybody can enter it into the same sheet, not have to reconcile stuff. But this sounds like it's way more functional. So you originally purchased it because you were going to sell tickets, Mm -hmm. both online and in person and take donations. Are there other needs that it fulfills for your organization?
0: Um, It's very handy for grant writing, uh, because we can track the type of audiences. uh, So it part of that ticketing system. So we can see who is buying senior tickets, who is buying student tickets, who's buying children tickets and, and so forth. And so when we have to report out how we're selling tickets, what the demographics of are the, of the people who are coming to see our shows, it's all right there. So we're able to, to pull those reports um, for grant writing purposes. Also to you know, again, identify those recurring donors because any donation to an organization is very meaningful. It doesn't have to be a mega gift Someone who's giving $5 every month is just as important as that that major donor. So being able to see those as they come in in real time and then being able to send them a quick thank you note and acknowledgement uh, of their donation has been helpful too.
1: So it's allowing you to see that stuff, but then taking the next step is something that you do uh, manually, like those thank you notes and stuff. They don't come Mm -hmm. out of there. You're doing that. Yeah. But we're that's doing that manually. still manageable for you. Mm-hmm. You don't feel like that's too much. No. Awesome. Um, and then, so before you guys just used the spreadsheets mm-hmm. to kind of attempt to fulfill that function for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that must've been so much fun. I yeah, get so it though. We still yes. have a lot of spreadsheets in our company. And- oh, we
0: still, we still have spreadsheets, but at least, you know, my operations manager doesn't have his group of people that have contacted him directly to give a donation. And then I don't have my list. And then the president of the board has his own list. Like all of these people, like donations are coming in from everywhere. This is just a good funnel way of if someone gives you a donation, you log it in a square or it comes in through our website or they give at the theater and it's all in one space. So I don't have to be like, hey, uh, I noticed Monica didn't give today. Uh, is, is everything OK? Oh, no, no. She gave two weeks ago. It's totally fine. So it, it's easier to manage it on that, that aspect.
1: So you can. It sounds like you can actually make a manual entry in Square. Like if I wrote you a check, you could record that. It yeah, doesn't see, just have to be with a credit card.
0: Yeah, so you have the register, which is the thing that's at the theater. You have the Square reader, which everybody knows, you know, the attachment to your phone or your iPad. Um, And then Square actually has a dashboard so you can log in and do things on the back end. So that's how you can like create and add items. Um, That's how if you have a Square store, you can um, use the Square website store um, and those kinds of different things. But then there's the ability to manually enter people into the customer um, database, or you can manually enter, um, you know, charges and checks and things like that.
1: Awesome. Um, so integration, that's always something that I'm, I'm, I'm tasked with like integrating things. And, um, on a daily basis, it feels like, tell me about how it integrates with things like your email marketing. Cause you guys do email marketing, um, mm-hmm. especially for your shows and stuff. And one of the things that I heard you say was that you can tell who bought senior tickets, who bought, you know, kids tickets. And to me, That is great marketing information because I might send extra emails for a family-friendly show to the people who bought kids tickets. Does that information pass through into your email marketing Um, or is that a manual thing?
0: Yeah, I'm adult um, and I didn't even think to see how Square would integrate with external email marketing Mm -hmm. Um, and it totally does. We use MailerLite. Uh, For email marketing, and it completely interacts with the mailer light. So we'll be looking and exploring and getting that zap done (laughs) to to have those two talk to each other. Yes. Uh, But Square does have its own email marketing system, but it just wasn't um, cost effective for us. uh, And it didn't make sense because we already had our own um, external email marketing system. But yeah, I'll definitely be looking in to see. Uh, how we can zap all of that information and and share it so that we can do more targeted uh, marketing, email marketing campaigns.
1: That's awesome. I like we just did an episode on um, MailerLite versus MailChimp because I know that these are two kind of like entry level services for people. And I do find from using MailerLite personally um, for a few years, it you can zap stuff into it And that's really cool. And through Zapier, you can attach it to almost anything. And for those of you who don't know, Zapier is like this system that allows you to create connections between two different softwares, basically. Um, But it doesn't natively integrate with a lot of things. MailerLite doesn't. Whereas MailChimp tends to be more like that. But then it has its own drawbacks, which I will not go into now. But if you want to hear my complete... (laughs) Um, psychosis over it. You could listen to that episode. Um, So data management, how easy, like, is it, or was it to like import your existing data or did you just kind of start from scratch in it or how'd that go?
0: Um, So I started from scratch. um, Mm -hmm. And so the, initially it was burdensome because I was creating um, a lot of, uh, of different you know profiles and different things in in square so and because we had all of these 40,000 different spreadsheets spread amongst millions of different people the data was how it was coded was not consistent so it was a big headache of okay so you've listed this as this type of donation but it actually is recorded as this and the accounting system co- considers it that so it was the setup was a was a nightmare Um, but once it was set up like anything else it's now it's super easy to just go in and you know Enola White writes a check for you know a hundred dollars and I just enter in Enola White click on her customer profile it uploads um, that information and attaches it and then I can pull a list of who has given a hundred dollars over the past year and I can I can quickly glance at that information in Square so once it's in there it's great <laughs> getting it set up. It was, it was a little difficult.
1: Does it let you import it? If it's like properly formatted, can you import stuff? It was just yes. like the challenge of having everything formatted just a little bit differently.
0: It was the challenge of having everything formatted differently. Um, and so then getting it into the template that square wants you like just with any kind of importing system, there's always some kind of template that they want you to use mm-hmm. and having it set up that way, which is not the way that most people are used to thinking. Um, and how they set up and manage their data, that was, that was the hard part. But once we got it in there, that was, it was super easy.
1: I totally get that. I cannot tell you how many things that I've had to import things into. And the best advice I could give to somebody is make a couple entries and then export and look at what happened. And then that can be your template if they do not give you one, because you don't realize how it's going to set up in the export. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's, really a mess, especially um, like when we're exporting stuff from the Como Gives website, our community's um, year-end month-long giving campaign, all the donations come through this website. We had to like get special um, like extensions on the website to get the information to export so that way we could reconcile it all to give everybody their rewards and challenge grants at the end because it was not doing what we thought it was going to do. (laughs) I was like, this is not good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, who knew? Um. So, analytics. Um. You said that you know you can definitely see who's buying what mm-hmm. or who has made what kind of donation. But does it have like a dashboard where you could see? this is how many donations we got this month, or this is how many senior tickets we sell in a given period of time. Tell me about how it reports that information to you.
0: So it's a super intuitive and very helpful analytics dashboard. Um, So because it's integrated into our ticketing and our register system, and our donations are coming through our website for the most part, um, and those are also going run through Square, I can log in and I can click on a button and I can see, all right, I want to filter out who bought tickets to see August Osage County. And Mm -hmm. I can see a ticketing breakdown, how many tickets were sold via our online ticketing system, which we use a service called SimpleTix, which integrates into Square um, and how many people, we're at the theater and we had to run a ticket sale for them at the theater through the register. So mm-hmm. I can track walk-in sales and I can um, then see who is making donations. Are they making a physical donation at the theater? Did they do it online? Is it coming in um, through another um, source? Who is that attached to. So Mm -hmm. did they contact our operations manager and say, I want to give, and he entered that information. I can see um, that as well. And so that's, that's very helpful to kind of get an idea of are people, how are people actually interacting with our organization? Are they doing it primarily online, in person, by word of mouth, what's going on? So that's also um, very helpful to be able to see.
1: Does it display that information for you in tables or is it more like charts and graphs? Or so the,
0: da- the downside to Square is that you don't get to choose how it displays information to you. Um, so sometimes it'll do like a line graph um, so you can chart and see, you know, how uh, sales are going. Sometimes it'll do a bar graph and um, sometimes it'll, uh, you know, have like a color wheel uh, with, you know, different percentage of sales. But I haven't quite figured out how to tell it to, that I want to see this kind of output of data, um, on here. Uh, but it, it, it's color-coded and it does, it does track that information for you. But that is, that is a, a definite drawback is that you're not able to specifically tell it, this is how I want to see this information. It is like, this is how you want to see this information.
1: But it sounds like it is giving it to you visually, which yeah, is really cool. Cause a lot of the times, um, you know, like not a lot of the times, but let's say that you were using a spreadsheet, you Mm -hmm. might be able to sort information and look at it, but it's not going to be in a way that you can like consume it without really processing it. Does that make sense? Like those pictures help me see, Mm -hmm. oh, this is what it is very quickly without having to like highlight the number of rows that are there, look, write that down, sort it again, highlight that number of rows, write it down. Oh, one is bigger than the other. (laughs) Welcome to sixth grade math with Monica Pitts.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Make sure you have your graphing calculator.
1: (laughs) Is there um, anything that it just doesn't report that you really wish it would?
0: Um, At this time, not really, uh, because this is kind of our first adventure into a a CRM. It's doing what we need it to do. Uh, We've only been using it in case you haven't been tracking for two years. (laughs) Um, So there's a lot of information in there. There's not really um, a whole lot of historic information in there yet. Um, Probably only the past, I'd say five years of information is in there. So anything that predates um, pretty much me, Um, being involved in the organization in my former role as treasurer and my current role as executive director isn't in the database. Um, So that'll be the next step is having someone, not me, not it, um, input and import that information so we can actually have a a history of who has historically interacted with our our organization and are we missing folks? Have have they dropped off um, uh, from being a part of CEC and then maybe interacting with them to figure out why and, you know, following up with them to see what's going on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then reviving
1: that relationship right. would be the hope there. So um, we talked about setup and then I uh, did do they offer like any training or anything like that or consulting to help you set it up or what? I mean, like you're a smart person. So I'm certain that you probably were just like, boom, I'm doing this. But did they like, cause you know, sometimes you get into a new system and you're like that literally I was just setting up a new system last week. And I'm like, I know that there has to be a way to do this. And I finally, I Googled for it the eighth way and I found a Facebook post that someone had made that linked yes. to something inside of the help section of this company's website. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so that's how we have to find things here. Like, that's not
0: efficient. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it does. There are um, training videos and different things on their support site. But the, the best thing, I, I mean, because I consider myself tech savvy enough, like I'm dangerous. I know how to make things work. And I know how to make things break, and I know how to Google when it's broken and yeah. how to fix it. Um, so it was, it was me doing a little bit of that. Like, uh, I didn't, there's a tab on the, the left side of the dashboard that says customers. I never clicked on that because for the most part of the time when we were using square, I was just creating um, tickets and, and items. And, you know, when we were doing our online trivia, that's how we were, you know, tracking um, trivia participation. So like voting for best dress and all those kinds of um, things. And, and uh, when we were doing our murder mysteries and such, so I never clicked on that. And then one day I clicked on it. And like I said, I was like, whoa, there's, people are in here and we can see how they're interacting with our organization. This is, this is, I can't believe this, Um, but they have a a pretty robust um, support system. I am a millennial, which means that I don't like to talk to people. So they have a lovely chat feature. So you can type in your questions there, Um, but they do have the ability for you to call and, and talk to someone if necessary as well.
1: That's the way I feel like when you saw that, like you clicked on the customer's tab and then, this stuff happens to me when I'm in Canva. I'm like, no way. Yeah. I didn't even know this system could do this. I've been doing this manually in Photoshop for years and I just click a mm-hmm. button and it happens. It's magic. And then, um, and then I have to like run around the office and tell everybody about it. <sighs> Like the other day I found, I didn't even realize this. I had been making all of my charts and graphs for stuff in PowerPoint because PowerPoint had like the best user interface to do it, right?
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And did you know that you can attach an Excel, not an Excel, but like a, a Google sheet to a chart in Canva and it will make you a chart with that graphic? What? My what? whole world exploded and, um, in a good way, like with confetti, but the only bummer about it is kind of like what you were just saying with square. I can't customize every color that's in the pie chart. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it doesn't match. <sighs> I know I
0: have colors assigned to all of the shows and like all of our other, uh, for our financial management side of things. And I can't get the color of the show that we have assigned to it to match the color of the show in square. And that annoys the heck out of me because I'm like, yes, this show is now the the show is purple and over here it's orange and a different show is orange. So when people are looking at this, they're going to think that these are two different shows. And so, yeah, that's my gripe about squares. I can't, can't get in and kind of customize those things so that it matches everything.
1: (laughs) When we used to use Google calendar to manage all of the schedules for everybody, everyone had like a hex color code and it had to Mm -hmm. be the same hex color code in everyone's account because otherwise we would look at each other's calendars and mine's always yellow and Stacey's is always purple. And I, but she might have me as purple and her as yellow. And then I would like, it was anyway. So colors are a big deal, friends. They are (laughs) not just (laughs) to designers, but to organize stuff. Okay. So not in any way color related, but monetarily related. Tell me about like the bottom line for using Square. Like, is it like to use the CRM, does it cost more money or is it just integrated? Like, how do you pay for this system? Um,
0: It's completely integrated into Square. So if you have a Square site, you have a Square store, you can log into your dashboard online and on that left side, click customers and you'll see the the customer database. It's completely free.
1: And it does charge credit card Fees, I'm Mm -hmm. assuming. And does it have like a monthly fee that comes along with it?
0: No, it doesn't. I mean, that, yes, it depends on what additional features you use. Like if you're using the email marketing feature um, or their loyalty program, those have additional monthly fees. Um, But it's just the uh, non, well, for us, it's a nonprofit pricing fee. Um, We use TechSoup and we're able to get a discount. Um, on those those credit card processing fees. And then as the organization, as with a lot of um, different softwares and programs, you can choose if you want to absorb that fee um, or if you want to have the customer pay that as a convenience fee.
1: That's awesome. That made up for a lot of donations in mm-hmm. Como Gives last year. Um, once again, that's our uh, community's communities year-end online giving campaign, one of the organizations was like, Hey, we should do this. And I want to say like 60% of the donors covered their own credit card fees. That means that all that money went back to the non, like they got the money instead of having yeah. to pay for the credit card fees there on their own. So that was incredible. So it's awesome that it does
0: that for you. Yeah. I, I will say as an organization that participates in Como gives like, uh, That was hands down like the best thing this year is to uh, because we are normally like, okay we're going to have about this percentage taken off for credit card processing fees. And the amount that came to us was so much higher. So thank you and kudos to all of the donors out there through the Como Gives campaign, because that helps out organizations like CEC and other nonprofits and organizations in town. It helps us out tremendously. So thank you very much.
1: And thank you to the people who give us feedback, like, hey, we noticed this in our other stuff. Can you make this happen? Because as, you know, web developers, we're tasked with a lot of things, but we don't do the same things that you do every day. So when you ask us, we're like, ooh, I bet we could. Then we just have to, like, stretch our knowledge and make it Mm -hmm. work. (laughs) So it's awesome. Um, so any final advice that you have for people who are considering either like investing in an entry-level way to manage their donors or using Square for the job?
0: If you're looking for an entry-level way um, to start interacting with donors and just tracking your donor, donor interactions, um, if you have a Square site already. Um, like I said, if you have a card reader, you're using it for different fundraisers and events, it's a great way to get started. If you're a small organization like CEC, Square is a good CRM um, for you because it, it gives you the information that a lot of the more robust systems can do, But those systems are more robust for a reason and they have a lot of bells and whistles that your organization might not need at this time. And so Square is working out just fine for us um, in terms of how we want to track our our information. And um, it's great for, like I said, for fundraising, donor interaction, customer interaction, volunteer management um, is also, we're using it um, to track how our volunteers are interacting with our organization through the CRM. Um, So it's, it's a really good entry-level method for small tier organizations or someone just trying to explore what would a CRM look like for my organization.
1: And unlike the Excel spreadsheets that you might be keeping on everybody's desktops, it's all shared. So like it is one compiled place. And I think that's maybe the most powerful thing about it is Mm -hmm. that you have one set of data and that makes it so much cleaner and like easier to use in the long run. Yeah. So so it's been very nice. (laughs) Tell people where they can learn more about CEC and, and maybe, you know, it shows and all the fun things that you guys do over there.
0: So like I said, Columbia Entertainment Company, we are closing out our 43rd season with The Producers, which opens on June 9th, and it'll run for the last three weekends in June. Our shows are Thursday through Sunday. Um, Producers has a kind of unique situation. We'll have some Saturday matinees because Juneteenth and Father's Day fall um, in the middle of the run. And we wanna um, observe both of those dates um, because one's an important national holiday and one's a good day to hang out with your dad. Um, So we'll have a couple of matinees. Um, You can go to our website, which is CEC Theater, and that's T-R-E, the British spelling of theater, <laughs> cec Um, And you can click on our site and see when our shows are, purchase tickets, make a donation via Square, um, and become one of our fantastic donors in a member of the CEC family. We're also on Facebook. We routinely post photos of our shows. We're looking for volunteers. Um, so that's a great way to kind of see what we're about and potentially get involved with the theater.
1: And for... Listeners who aren't in the Columbia area, because you guys are li- located in Columbia, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Do you guys do any virtual shows anymore, or is it all like live in theater?
0: Um, So we're looking at going back to doing a few more virtual things. We always have the availability or the option for um, individuals to purchase a private virtual murder mystery with us. Mm -hmm. And that's been super popular. Um, So if you're interested in having a bunch of theater kids get together and try and solve a mystery, um, that's a option for you as well. You can inquire via our website for that. Um, We do have a few shows uh, in our 44th season that'll have some virtual and live streaming options and more information about that will be Disclosed when we get closer to those shows. So definitely go to our website, definitely check us out on Facebook, and you can be a part of CEC no matter where you are. And your website is CEC Theatre the
1: British spelling
0: mm-hmm.
1: dot com. Org.org. Dot org dot yes. org. yes. At least now that I got it wrong, other people will get it right, right? <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much for being a guest again, Enola. I always enjoy talking to you because I love your tech savvy and your business mind that you bring to this awesome um, nonprofit in our local community. So thank you so much. And until next time, everybody, go forth and market with purpose. Once again, my name is Monica Pitts, and you're listening to Nonprofit Marketing with Purpose. Now, before I let you go, I just want to remind you about that little favor I asked you about in the beginning. Will you please review this podcast wherever you're listening? It will help us show up when people are looking for answers to the problems that this podcast will help them solve. So if you're a fan and you haven't reviewed the podcast, please Leave me a review. That would be so awesome. I would love to hear your feedback. And if this was your first time, I mean, double welcome. And I hope you learned a thing or two. So leave a review so we can connect with even more awesome nonprofits just like you and help them on their journey to less stressful and more successful marketing.